Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Angelina. And welcome to Talk 40 to Me. We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie. Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter. Hi, everybody. This is Angelina. And this is Brandy. And welcome back to another episode of Talk 40 to Me. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we are excited. I want to roll right into this one because we have brought back a friend from high school. And I just, I love having these chats where we have someone that we're familiar with from our past and we can catch up with what they're doing today. And we have some wonderful movers and shakers that we grew up with. So I want family to introduce- reunion. It like is. a family reunion. Every time we family do this. reunion. This is the second guest, by the way, that we've had that we went to high school with. Our first one um, was Anna McKee. And you can go back and listen to that one. It was, um, I believe we called it Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, maybe. That sounds like Anna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. So she was all about her experience with Disney. And so our second guest from um, high school that we grew up with is Jennifer Marais. And Jennifer was born and raised in New Orleans, like ourselves. And today, not only is she a female entrepreneur, she's the founder of Triumph Fitness, the Tighten Up brand. And she's a wife to her husband, Brett. And her most valuable role, like ours, is a mom to Angel Grayson and then her girls, Avery and Addison. And so Jennifer's background, she graduated from the University of Southern Mississippi with a degree in dance performance and choreography, and then became really interested in how the human body performed. And she got a master's in exercise physiology. And in this time, she found that she was 45 pounds heavier than she wanted to be. And she was, in her words, uncomfortable in her own skin. So Jennifer knew that this wasn't how she was supposed to live. And between her ongoing interest in how the body performed and the journey of being overweight, she started dabbling in ways to exercise and eat right, leading her on a path to figure out not only who she was becoming, which was the most authentic version of herself, but through this journey and recently a fertility journey, she has learned ways to overcome adversity, which we're going to touch on that today. And by gaining the courage to open Triumph Fitness, which I can attest to this, I used to own an Anytime Fitness, opening a brick and mortar business, especially a gym, it's a lot. This has led to many opportunities to help others live their best life through a healthy lifestyle. And that motivates Jennifer the most when she sees that light bulb moment go off for people. And that's what they call those triumphs. So as she puts it, the five to 10 pound weight loss is great, but what's more gratifying is what the person gets out of it in their own way. They start living their life and they're truly happy. And so Jennifer, welcome yeah. to talk 40 to me. Welcome. Thank you. Oh my God. It's so interesting to hear somebody else read that. And it's so funny because I'm, I'm on a new journey in my career and I just reconnected with another friend from high school. And as we were connecting, she just sent me something that was like, total mind blown that really connects with what this was. So all about getting back to that purpose and, and what happened. So that's really cool to hear you read that. So thank you. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> You're so welcome. Jennifer, do you want to share a little bit more? I know we kind of looked high level at your background and, yeah. and shared that, but is there anything else that you want to share about your story before we hop into some questions? 
Yeah, I think that I really geek out on the personal growth and development and the who you become in those triumph seasons of life. And that's directly related to fitness, right? Like you go in and you try to do a push up. Like many women love to do push ups and they can't. And then all of a sudden they get that push up. They just become this different person. So it's fun reconnecting with people from high school or college or even six months ago because I like to tell them, if you knew me back then, you don't know me today. Like I'm just a completely different person and I'm proud of it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're supposed to grow. We're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to become a better person every single day. And I just, it's fun reconnecting with people because you get that like tether of where you came from, but just really how far you've grown, you know? And that's what like I inspire, encourage, motivate people to do at the core level. And I, I don't think we should stay the same, you no. know? I mean, no. you don't want to stay stagnant. I don't anticipate. I mean, I don't think Brandy and I are not the exact same people. We grew up together and we are still friends after, you know, 30 years, but you grow, you learn, you change. You don't want to be stagnant. And I work with a lot of people who are like over the age of 40, a lot of people hitting menopause right now that didn't grow up in this personal growth and development state, right? So to them, it's very foreign. Like as a woman, as a mom, putting yourself first is actually what you're supposed to do to fill your cup to put everybody else in order, right? Like think about our parents or think about that generation. They didn't do that. What was it? Empty their cup until they resented everything. And then, well, that's not the way we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to take care of us, grow us. So that way everything else in our life can just naturally fall into place. And I, I see it. I mean, Angelina and Brandy, you both probably too as business owners, but like when you start taking care of yourself and you start really focusing in on the deep work, your business explodes. But when you focus in on your business and you're stressed out about that, you're actually working against yourself all the time, right? And I'm kind of hopping around, but it's that, it's that same theme of like work inward, grow inward, and everything else will just fall into place. I swear you could be a motivational speaker. So if you <laughs> have not ever thought about adding that to your resume, you <sighs> most certainly could be. You know, I think when you, our audience can't see you and, <laughs> and many people who are going to listen, who they don't know you, but the energy that you hear in Jennifer's voice is like who you get. Like that is like, there's so much like charisma and personality and energy that, uh, she emits and, and her passion, you know, you can see through and through on that. And so it's just. It's such a joy to, to hear you talk about all this work that you've done, not only for yourself, but for other people. No, um, thank you. I appreciate it. I do get fired up and passionate about it. <laughs> Sometimes my it, employees are like, hey, it's, it's, good, it's enough. And I'm like, no, no, we got to be, you know, we got to be at the top, you know, but you can't live at the top all the time. Right. And me and my husband really talk about marriage. I'm sure y'all talk about that too sometimes, but me and him went through a really interesting growth because me and him started this business together and we were in our marriage and we were trying to deal with infertility. Right. But what we noticed is when we would come into Triumph Fitness, 
everybody would dote over Brett. Oh, Brett's him. And he, he's a great guy. I love him. He is my best friend. But like, I see all the things of Brett. These people see only the best of Brett all the time, right? So that marriage, we had to connect that of like, okay, they don't see all of that. So they can dote. They don't, they don't see when you go to the bathroom for five hours and waiting on you. They don't see when you're late for these, you know, the things that like really irritate us sometimes. So we had to work through that in our marriage of like, we get everything in the marriage. They only see surface level, right? So he gets, he's funny too, because he's like, you got to calm down, Jennifer, but I'm not like that all the time at the house. You know, we have the ups and downs like everybody else, but it's just waking up every morning, being passionate and fired up about what's important to you, whatever that looks like to you and get fired up about that. Absolutely. So on this topic of inspiring other people, I want to take a little bit of a step back and say just from the jennifer i knew back in high school you guys she's such an incredible dancer and by the way i did not know until i read your bio that you got a degree in in dance as well which doesn't surprise me like you're such a phenomenal dancer and we were on dance team together and and all that fun stuff but then you decided to pursue your master's in exercise physiology. Was there a moment when you decided, like, did you always feel like your life was destined to be in the fitness world? Or was there a moment in time where you're like, I want to start a health and wellness business and incorporate fitness? You know, what led you to that? Yeah. So I went to get my undergrad in dance performance and choreography and I had a great realization that I am going to be living audition to audition, hoping that somebody loves me for who I am and the talent that I bring. When in that industry, it doesn't. Do you fit the role or not? Like, that's what they're looking for. And all I kept hearing over and over again, you're too short. You're not tall enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. And that, that wears you down. And the more and more I got that rejection, it was like, this is crazy. But what happened was, is I was on the basketball dance team at Southern Miss and they went in and gave us an evaluation on being fit, like a fitness evaluation, right? And when I went in, they take your body fat, they take your stuff, they, they do all the red tape. And then you come back a month late or a week later to get your results, right? When we got the results and I was 30 pounds heavier, freshman 15, freshman 30, not all the things, right? When I got that paper back on that paper, she had a sad face circled in a red marker next to my body fat percentage. And in that moment, I remember this so clear, this poor lady, I don't even remember who she was, but like in that moment, I felt so defeated as a human. And I didn't even know what that number, it was 45% or something. And I wasn't even educated to know you needed at least 15, 20% body fat on you. So really you're only like, what? Do the math that much. You're not half body fat, right? This isn't a sad face, shame on you. Like, and I, I was like, if she made me feel like that, what does she make? What is this industry making other people feel like? And then they tell you, oh, hey, go lose the weight and good luck. 
So then the next step was I walked into the gym and looked around. Well, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to start. What is it? Get on the treadmill, do crash diets, drink energy drinks, like do all the bad things. And I just remember thinking like, I don't ever want somebody to feel that way, right? So then I went on the journey, got got exercise physiology, and then I landed in cardiac rehab. And it happened to me again, Brandy and Angelina. I gained weight after I got back. I was in a relationship. I was working at cardiac rehab, really loving what I was doing. And I found myself overweight. I walk into a Anytime Fitness to do group exercise. And I notice all these people around me are killing it. Like these 60 and 70 year olds are killing body pump class. And I'm over here dying, like just dying so much. And I was on the ground, knelt down. And I, I, I made a promise to myself. I will never, ever allow myself to get to this place again. And it just so happened as I was exercising and feeling good and the things started happening and Anytime Fitness in Harahan opened up and it just led me to there. And I just kept remembering, I never want somebody to feel ashamed for what they don't know about how to fix and fuel their body. That's just something that's always stuck with me. And then when I started in grad school and you talk about, is there a specific moment? And I never thought about this until the other day I was talking to somebody and I, I really believe that God puts visions on your heart if you're open to hearing it. When I was in grad school, I remember sitting in my apartment and I had this vision of owning a gym in a strip mall next door to a smoothie place. And there would be a salon. It would be just like a general wellness place. And that's exactly where I am today. And I'm reminded of myself of that because every time I feel like giving up or quitting or it's time. And I'm like, no, God put this on my heart many years ago and I'm in the right place, but I just need to keep persevering. So that's kind of how it all kind of happened. And those little moments are just so important to remember for me. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, oh, I just, I like the background. I like hearing the story behind it. And I, I remember that having owned a gym as well. It's a very daunting task for a person to just walk in that door. And if you you can create a safe space for them to feel like they're seen and they're supported, then that's it's huge. Yeah. I it's tell like, everybody the heaviest weight you'll ever pick up here is that front door. Yeah, it is. Because after you do that, you're done. You're good. And to your point, it's not necessarily about the weight it's about how you feel everyone is built differently and we shouldn't be shamed for how our genetic makeup is or you know if there's things that happen in our life that causes us to be a different weight than what we want to be but it's about how you're treating your temple right like yeah and I'm really educating people right now. So we just got an evil body scan and I love science. I love the background of fitness and exercise and the mindset portion that, cause our pillars at Triumph Fitness are mindset, movement and macros. But I got an evil body scan and I think people need to really understand when you step on a scale that gives you a number, that number's comprised of six things. Like you can't, that doesn't 
fat is just one of the six. So really teaching people about how much muscle mass they have, which is actually their metabolism versus what their body fat is, is really important. And it, it's that aha moment, even when we're outside of the gym and working with nutrition, then when they're like, wait, I have 150 pounds of muscle and I'm 200 pounds. Well, then I'll never be a size 120. No, you won't. So it's time to give it up, right? Like just making those connections have been a complete game changer. That the weight is nothing. Stop looking at the scale. You don't know what it says. Get away from it. That's important. I like that. You talked about, so we mentioned, you know, that you have this facility, but you've also you've built a whole community essentially. So being from Louisiana, we know we're known for our culture and our food and you've built this business throughout your whole health and wellness journey. Understanding it's difficult to access, especially in New Orleans, better for you options. So how's the journey been going from fitness to adding in, you know, meal service and what has that looked like for you? Yeah. So I sat down with a friend of mine before and I was like, I got this great idea. I'm going to go into meal prep service. And he's a well-known restaurant owner in New Orleans. And he goes, that's a great idea, but that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And I was like, okay. And then I, so before I start sitting down with people, and this is something that people need to learn about me. Don't tell me I can't do it because then I have to prove to you that I can do it. You know, I sat down with another person and I, I showed him my business plan and I was like, and this is what's going to happen. And this is the fit. This is the nutrition part. And they're like, it's not going to happen. You know, and I'm like, oh, great. Now I really have to do it. So moving into the nutrition part and the meal prep service has been completely interesting because I don't cook. So I'm not the chef behind the meals. I have an amazing guy who's actually been training with me for eight to 10 years. And I would always joke with him, telling him that he's going to cook for me one day. And he would always say, absolutely not. So now it's funny that he's the head chef over here. But we really wanted to create something where we taught people that you could actually eat food, four ounces of protein, four ounces of carbs, four ounces of, of veggies, and fuel your body and still see weight loss. So he's taken a great job of like gourmet style meals, red beans and rice, spaghetti and meatballs. We have a gumbo inspired power bowl coming up. We got a jambalaya empowered inspired power bowl, just some fun New Orleans authentic meals but keeping the macros balanced so that way you don't feel full and you can really get the nutrients that you want. It's been interesting because everybody looks at nutrition totally different. You know, you have your paleo, you have your no carb, you have your high carb, you have your high protein, but we just want to be a place where it's just, if you don't want to cook tonight and you want a good meal and you know that it's healthy, then come on over, right? You don't have to order the subscription if you don't want to. You can come in, grab and go. We have amazing protein snacks that are, and all of our people here, you said um, we've built a community and this is something I'm super proud of. Everybody that works here has been a gym member. They start out as a gym member. So this is truly like a community run by the community. And it, it's just so you got to be in it to just really absorb the awesomeness of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. The nutrition's fun, but it's just, it's an animal because as soon as I opened it, 
I, I, this is a funny story. Signed the lease on a Friday, took a pregnancy test on that Sunday and found out I was pregnant with Addison. And then Hurricane Ida hit that next month. And I had two people that had quit their jobs to come start working over here. So I had to pay them because here we are, they quit their jobs. And I was like, oh no. And then the cost of food rose. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> so it's been eventful. Oh my gosh. Business ownership always is, right? Yes. Yes. Totally. <laughs> talking about business ownership. So like many others, like what you're talking about and how you've sort of dreamt or saw this vision, had this vision of what you know, was potential and you've made it happen. I also find myself dreaming of the type of business that I could build and uh, the dream of not only owning my own business, but the impact and the connection I could make in our community, but it's scary. And you can, as I mean, I, I have easily talked myself out of a million ideas. And I think it has a lot to do with being so risk averse. But what I love is, is seeing this leap of faith that you've taken. And so can you share a little bit more about the faith that you had in, in fueling uh, the growth and the territories that you are now touching and the community that you've built? Like, how are you balancing the like negative thoughts and like all the things that you could talk yourself out of with? I genuinely believe that this could work and in, in how you've been able to like make that happen. Yeah. So negative thoughts, I think. So you know how um, like Robin Williams, he's so happy all the time and a jokester, but deep down inside he was struggling. I think the people who are the most inspirational and most positive that you think on the outside are actually the ones that struggle the most on the inside. And every single day, every single day, there is a negative thought that pops up into my head. But every single day, I have to strengthen the mindset that it's going to be okay. Like you have to, ha and I don't want to get godly or go to your faith side, but you have to believe in something way bigger than us that brings these things together. You have to know that every time you need money, it shows up. Every time you need another sale, it shows up. Every time that, this is a good example, not even about money, but when I was going through my infertility journey, I had a, a client who showed up on my door, ready to finally ready to tackle her health. And I knew her story. She had lost her son a year or two prior. And she sat, and I was actually pregnant with Grayson when she sat in my office. She's like, I'm really ready. And I don't know, it felt like comfortable, but God knows when to show people up at the right time. And that morning when I went to my ultrasound, she sent me a text and I said, let me ask you this. So this is my faith because I believe that God sends us messages through certain avenues as long as you're open. The morning I went to my ultrasound, I said, tell me the things that you want to accomplish in the next three months. And I don't remember any of them, but I remember number four. Number four, she said, I want to stop beating myself up for losing my son. And that hit me, that hit me right in the gut. You hear me? And that just stayed with me. And that was at nine o'clock that morning, 12 o'clock, we went in for the ultrasound and found out there was no heartbeat. And all I could remember is that I don't want to beat myself up for losing my son. So it's moments like that, 
that I remember God brings people in your life for certain reasons. So why not have the faith to become the best version that he wants you to be by putting yourself out there? Like I always think, what's the worst that can happen? I go get a job at McDonald's. Like that's the worst thing that could happen. There's always another job out there, right? But I'll never know my full potential unless I put myself out there all the time. And rejection's gonna come. My, and I don't know if I can say this, but my my biggest people that I have to convince all the time is my family. The people that are closest to me sometimes don't believe in what I'm doing. My mom, when I open up the gym, she says, well, you don't have any treadmills. How are you going to open up a gym? Mom, it's not a gym with treadmills. Sorry. Like it's a whole different concept, you know? So it's, it's just knowing that you will always have negative naysayers out there and you will always have negative thoughts that pop in. But if you continue to strengthen that and work on that every single day by, if it's a meditation or if it's an affirmation, I remember there was one season where I had to remember what my purpose was. I had to speak into existence that I'm a person that empowers people every single day to live their best version of themselves. I wrote in my journal for a hundred days that I was going to have two beautiful children when I was dealing with infertility. Like I wrote that all the time because I had to hold on to that hope. And I think sometimes when you're scared, write it down. Write down the biggest thing that scares you because that's when you know you're moving in the right direction. Can I tell you what a gift this is oh. to have this conversation? I, I mean, I genuinely believe this. Like oh, there's thanks. someone, I, I believe that if there's one person that we touch, then we've done our job in that, the work that we're doing. Yes. So that motto got me through my first 10 Facebook lives. So scared to do Facebook lives. I know like it doesn't even matter anymore. Facebook lives aren't even a thing. It's that quick, you know, but I remember I'd get so nervous. I'd be sweating. I'd be scared. And I was like, you know what? There's one person that needs to hear this. That's going to change their life. And if I can make sure that one person hears this, that's it. My job's done, you know? And every time I go do something like this, it's the same thing. And you're right. You're completely right with that. So you're on the right track. And there always is that one person that you touch. And then when they tell you, it's that affirmation that, okay, I'm, I'm doing this for a reason. I'm, I need to keep pushing forward. And I love what you said about writing and, and man, envisioning your life and manifesting. That was, I never really thought to do that. And I, so, I like that. Yeah. There's these journal prompts. There was one that I was doing and it's just like your daily affirmation of who you want to become. And like always thinking about that person and then slowly that gap will come together. Right. But Angelina, I think you could agree with this as a business owner. Sometimes you lose touch with those, those personal relationships and not feeling like you're inspiring anybody. Right. And it's in those moments where I get like the deepest down and I, and my husband will always be like, who have you talked to today or who have you inspired today? Cause I'll, I'll start beating myself up about different things. And I'm like, God, I didn't talk to anybody or I've been doing the back end work. And he's like, that's not, you need to talk to at least one person to fuel you up, to give you the energy that you need, that, you know, you're making an impact. And I was like, well, that makes so much sense. Y'all, my husband's a genius. He is the backbone behind this whole, or like, he'll tell you that too. He is like my soundboard. And what I love about him so much is that we have a very good relationship that we've cultivated 
after losing Grayson through therapy and through just like a lot of like communication, but he's just so honest with me, knowing that he has my best interests at heart. Like Jennifer, you need to do this or Jennifer, you're not doing enough of this or Jennifer, you want me to be honest or do you need me to be your husband right now? Like which one do you need? <laughs> you know, so it's, it, he's just a really good soundboard. Just got to give him a shout out. Cause I know he's going to listen. So. That's awesome. Well, you, you talked, you talked a little bit, you touched on, you know, being afraid to share on social and I feel like you're very real and that vulnerability about your journey in motherhood, the grief that you went through, the things that you've celebrated. I think that's something that drew me to, you know, continue to watch your journey and for others as well. Life's not perfect. It's authentic, you know, versus Instagram, right? Yeah. Quote unquote. So how did that journey like lead you to to share even more. And you started doing podcasting too. Yeah. So I remember when I got into this industry, cause this industry is icky. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's very vain. If you go, you know, certain routes, people want to look a certain way and they, they obsess over a lot of things and, or it can be about personal growth and development. Right. And that's the side that I go on. But I remember when I lost Grayson, Grayson humbled me. I, I can, I tell this to everybody because I, and people don't understand. And they're like, I don't understand how you can say this, but like Grayson was never meant for this earth. He was only meant to send me not a lesson, but like to really humble who I was. When I lost him, I went back to my community and I broke down. There were many times I was teaching class, like crying. And one person came up to me and said, gosh, you really are human. And I said, what, what do you mean? Well, you, you really cry and you really like, you know, you're slowing down on your workouts. You know, sometimes I watch your on-demand videos and I, I can't even keep up with you. So I just stop. And let me tell you what, that's when it all changed because I did not need to be this person or this perfect person that I thought that people wanted. They didn't want that. They couldn't keep up with that. Here I was trying to inspire people. And I was demotivating them, trying to be this person I thought they needed. That's not what they needed. They needed, and I, I've, I think it was John Maxwell that said this, a leader is always somebody who is one person, like one step ahead, right beside you to go along the journey, but also right behind you to give you that push when you need. And that's always stuck in my head because before Grayson, I was not humble. I was on a pedestal. I was going in the wrong direction. And the only person that I would listen to would be my son, would be to humble me to say, you're, you're going in the wrong direction, Jennifer, you got to move, you got to move that way. So that journey really changed me to be this person of, it doesn't have to be perfect. People don't want that. People want real. People want to know when you can't work out. People want to know that you work out every day because it gets your mindset right and it fuels your body, not because you want to be a certain size. Nothing's wrong with moving your body every day. You know what I'm saying? So it was like really, and then people started saying, wow, I connected or I lost my first son. You don't know how many people reached out and was like, I finally feel seen because you said X, Y, Z, or 
and I know we can't, but we have a mutual friend who struggled with infertility forever. And I, I told her, keep the faith. It's coming. It's coming. And she has a beautiful baby girl. Like you can't make that up. You know what I'm saying? But people need to not lose hope on where they're going. I know I'm all over the place with this, but like you can't lose the hope on what you know in your heart that you truly want. But that journey totally changed me to inspire others, which brought me to the podcast of the Make It Count podcast, which I, it is such a labor of love and just people have stories. Everybody has a story that they need to tell and can inspire somebody else. I mean, we've had drug addicts, we've had cancer, we've had business owners who went bankruptcy who were at the top. We've had other people with autism that just connected to other people that had resources. Like it was just an amazing, like people need to share their stories so we don't feel alone. I think so many people feel alone in whatever journey or feel like, you know, when your body doesn't, as a mom, when you lose a child, no matter what stage of the game it's in, if you're six weeks or if you're three trimesters or if you delivered the baby and lost in three months, it doesn't matter. It's all relative. But like you have to know that you're not alone. People have been through this and they've like, if I see that somebody else has lived through it, well, then I can live through it too, you know? That's huge. That's huge. And it's, I mean, sharing that I think is so important because I try to do that too. And I, I, you know, I'll share, you know, myself working out, try to inspire people. And then one day somebody told me, they're like, Ugh, I, I mean, she was joking with me, but she's like, I was on there. I'm like eating a donut and I logged on Instagram and there you are working out. And I'm like, Oh, Mary Angelina goes again. She's like kind of rolled her eyes. And I said, you know what? Maybe I need to share my why behind it. And so I try to get on there and say more about why I'm moving my body every day and why I'm exercising. And so I started trying to more regularly say like, you know, my dad was in a wheelchair most of his life. And so I know what that's like to see someone who wants to move so badly and can't. So we're going to move our body today because we can't, because God woke me up. That's why I'm doing it. And so I think if you keep telling people, like you said, the why, what is motivating you, and then it's not just and then you're not perfect, right? Like you said, I'm not. I'm but also no. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but like that person, unfortunately, that says more about them and their insecurity of where they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. you do inspire them. You inspire them to get uncomfortable a little bit, to want to be that person, but not know how to bridge the gap. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really strange, but yeah, sharing the why is, is so important because she needs to find her why, like, why is it important that you want to be that person, you know? And I love watching your segments on great day, Louisiana, when you work out because Malik with Malik, I know they're great, but like you make them relatable and accessible, like the way that you do them sharing. And we'll have to share some of these so you guys can see it. Like she shows that anybody can do this at home with no equipment if needed. And you can just move your body just to make yourself feel better. And I like, I like the way that you present it. Thank you. Cause I feel like this industry (laughs) has made it, you have to do 30 minutes of cardio and you have to do 30 minutes of strength training. Just move your body for 15 minutes, whatever that looks like for you. If it's a dance party at the house with your kids, then 
do that. You know, and that's some of the, the challenges that we do here. There are some where you have to be in the gym, but then there are some where it's like 15 minutes to move your body, whatever that looks like for you. Put your watch on, do 15 minutes and keep going, you know? So yeah, it doesn't have to be this huge workout where it's written out and I went to chat GPT to get this workout plan. Like it doesn't have to be like that. You could just move your body, you know? Brandy yeah. loves a good dance party. So much. <laughs> my girls. So my girls love to dance. And I have these like short videos. Actually, we were building out the new Triumph Fitness and it was still just bare bones. I don't even know if we had floor, but it's me and the two girls. And Addison was like three months old. My boobs were huge. I hope I can say that. Like it was just so engorged and we're just dancing and I'm going to get a little emotional at this, but like that just meant so much to me that my girls just enjoy life just as much as me. And there'll be times at home and Avery will say, let's do a dance party. And I'm like, I never, I never wanted girls to be honest with you. Cause I never understood like girl relationships were hard and, but yeah, they are. God gave me my two best friends and those little girls. And they have just really just made me. And I think losing Grayson, I just settle in these moments and experience them so much harder, so much deeper, because I know what it would have been like if I wouldn't have had him, if I wouldn't have lost, you know what I'm saying? Like if he's not here, so I don't have those moments with him. So I, I love and lean into those moments with them, but they love a good dance party. Oh man. We're on like one, I know y'all, y'all are older, but the kid, I mean, your kids are older, but we're doing one little finger tap, tap, tap. I mean, that's, we just, that's on repeat right now. You know, my youngest will play music in the house. Like when we're cooking or eating dinner, just to kind of keep them off of technology. And my youngest came up to me and he goes, mommy, will you dance with me? And he's like my little dancer. He always comes and dance with me, dances with me. And we actually, I think I did a reel or not a reel, but a, a story with him dancing. And we made up a little dance together and my older one filmed it. It's just, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that sticks with him because my older one won't won't dance with Do me. I'm like, I need somebody. I have two boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're more than welcome to come to the girls dance. We just started dancing. Oh, it's like a whole thing. Avery, my oldest has two left feet, but my youngest, I think she's got the moves. Like she, oh, it's just, it's just so great to watch them. I will never enjoy working out the way I enjoyed dance. Working out is a chore for me, but I do it for my health. Like it is a necessity and, you know, for me and, and my health and where my health is. And so I have to do it and getting older, I'm trying to do more strength. And, you know, I just tell myself, which this week has not been a good representation of that, but I'm like at least five days a week, a minimum of 20 minutes, that's it. And if I can get in more, great but a minimum of 20. And then one day last week I did like a flash 15 on pellet, like with my Peloton. I said, if this is all that I can get this morning and today, then at least that I know that I've done something. And so those flash 15s are hard. They are they're hard. not easy, yeah, but they're not. I'm going to say something to you. That's going to resonate with you. You said, 
I have to work out. And if you change that one, and they say it all the time, Jess Sims, my girl, will. if you get to, you get to work out. Yeah. You get to do that. You get to wake up and move your body. And if you just flip that one word, your whole approach will be a completely different. And if you will be just different, your experience yeah. of working out will be an experience. Like it really, it really does. That's a, sorry, such a good sorry reminder. to coach you there, but like. I welcome you know. it. <laughs> no, it is. That's it's what I do. Reminder. I can, I can do this. I get to do this. Yes. Yeah. So I know that we are running short on time. There's so much that we want to unpack. I feel like we could legit talk to you for several hours and it would, it's, you know, this has just been like, there's been no lost time. It is how it feels. Right. Uh, or at least that for me, I don't like, I'm not going to speak for you guys, <laughs> but as I've mentioned, like I genuinely mean this with everything in my heart that I am so in awe of what you've done, what you're doing, the impact you're making. And I think that you're really making a difference in people's lives. I really do. And I think that it's something that's needed more. We need more people like you in this world. And I love that you're doing it in New Orleans. And because I feel like it's such, there's such a gap in the community in terms of, you know, having that knowledge and the accessibility to the things that you're offering. But with that said, before we move into our next, we have too many segments that we do. Before we move into our next segments, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? Just to close out this part of our interview. Yeah. You know, if there is something on your heart right now that you have been thinking about for a while, whether it is a new job, a new relationship, a new endeavor, a new adventure, a trip, or anything like that, just go for it. Like, don't think, just take action and do. Because another thing that Grayson taught me is we are not here for a long time. We are not promised the rest of today. We are not promised tomorrow. You could go outside and literally drop. You don't know when your time's up. If everybody lived like that thought was in their head every single day, this world would be a better place. If you went out there and said, I'm going to do my best and know that when I rest my head on the pillow tonight, I have done everything that I would be so proud of if I didn't wake up tomorrow morning. So whatever that is, go out, tackle it, and then be proud of it, no matter how it turns out, because it turned out the exact way it was supposed to. Oh man, that was good. That's good stuff. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's true. That's and that's all Grayson. It's all Grayson. Oh I, I truly like he he's changed me in so many ways that I can't even I don't even think I realize how much. And every day it's something new. And it's just been a great journey. And I'm forever blessed and grateful that he got to call me mom. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's yeah. I, and I know that's going to speak on someone's heart too. And I appreciate that yeah. to get to know you a little bit better. We have a yep. couple of mini segments. Our first one is called, let me tell you something. All right. And this stems from, you know, when you call your girlfriend and you're like, girl, let me tell you something. 
Mm-hmm. So whatever it might be, it could be something that happened to you recently that you want to share. It could be something about the topic, something fun or something that you're just loving right now. So do you have a, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Macronutrition is where it is at. Stop counting your calories. Start checking out your protein. Like, I know this is crazy, but like, this is what I'm geeking out about. Just like in my real life, you can ask anybody. I'm talking all about macros right now and get to know about nutrition periodization. It is going to absolutely blow your mind in a way that you fuel your body differently based on how you feel and where you're at. So let me tell you all about protein and macros. I like that. Actually, I learned that recently I had worked with a nutritional coach and then Brandy and I both work with Taylor Stolt. She's a functional dietitian. We had her on the podcast and I learned so much and I thought I'm doing great. I mean, great, you know, but when somebody really looks at it and then I learned how much more protein I needed to be eating and how much I was not getting crazy crazy. And let me tell you something. If you are heading towards menopause, everybody, that's you. That's you right now. I don't want to, we don't want to talk. You got to, because you got (laughs) to prepare now. You got to prepare now, Angelina. Like I'm already starting some things right now that like, cause I'm seeing it in in my clients and I don't want to get to that point. Right. You don't have to gain weight when you enter menopause. It's because you're not doing the things now that are simple things. If you go look up any like how to beat menopause, it's all the things you should already be doing, right? So just start now. Protein. That's good. What about you, so, B? You and if somebody anything? real quick wants to protein, just a little pro tip, you should be eating one gram of protein per body weight that you have or one gram what your goal weight. So if I'm 200 pounds and I want to be 145, 165, I should be eating 165 grams of protein. Reverse that, right? Because then you're going to be like, well, Jennifer, how do I do that? Okay. I know that I'm, I eat five meals a day. I'm going to take 165 divided by five, and then I'm going to eat that many at each meal or snack. It's a reverse thing. Very interesting. Look at that math. Quick math. Miss Loria would be so proud. (laughs) (laughs) So mine is a little bit different. Last week, Virgin River, the Netflix series, I had a procedure last week. And so I was just laying in the bed and it just so happened to be the same day that it was launched. So I binged. I got the whole half season done because they only did a half of a season. And like, I'm not days. a bad way to spend a day. Sometimes you know, you know, no. but don't so tell good. me what happened. Cause I got to go watch it. Oh, it was, I was like on the fence. I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this anymore, but wait, what's next? Like you kind of have to enjoy the, you know, a little bit of like Hallmarkish cheesiness of it, of it, yeah. but I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait for the second part to come out, which is supposed to be around Christmas. Mm. Then it's you need to take a scenery. day and binge, binge it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So anyway, that's my, that's my, let me tell you something. Mine is, you can't tell today because I pulled my hair back because it's dirty, but I started getting regular keratin treatments and I love them. That's my, let me tell you something that I have wavy frizzy hair and it has changed the game 
put my hair in this horrible humidity that we have in the South. So if anybody was ever thinking about getting a keratin treatment, you should do it. Even if it's just for like a season when it's hot like this, big difference. Oh, can I tell you one more? Let me tell you something since y'all are going that way. Yeah. Have any of y'all ever done a red light therapy cocoon? A cocoon? No, I yeah, don't I've know done what it this is. My, I've done it on my face. No. So I've been doing this weekly and it has been such a game changer, not only for the benefits of red light therapy. So you get into this cocoon, right? And it closes, but your head's out and it's red. It's got the red light and it's got the marbles and it heats up. So you're getting that thermogenic effect um, and it promotes weight loss and all that, which is great. But that's not why I do it. Let me tell you why I do it. You have to put your hands in. So like you literally cannot move for 30 minutes. No. And and you can't like, well, no, no, you can move your hands. But like, and it's a a big, but what I'm saying is you can't look at your phone. Mm -hmm. You can't like... You literally have to be with yourself for 30 minutes and it's a complete mental game changer. Where do you do this? Mimi's laser on Hickory. She's got oh. one. Yeah. If you want to go try it out, let me know. She's I, so I, I usually go on Tuesdays and I missed it and I was like cranky and I'm like, what's wrong with me? I was like, oh my God. So I went this morning and it's just because being a mom, being a business owner, I'm constantly, people want me constantly. People want to talk. And that is 30 minutes that nobody knows. Sometimes I don't even tell people where I'm going. Bye. I'll be back. I'll see y'all later. So if no, if you can't about find that, me, yeah. go try to find me. At the- <laughs> I'll try. I love stuff like that. Like if you yeah. have some kind of like health or wellness or like fun, new thing. Like my friend was like, Hey, you want to try out cryogenics? I was like, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Somebody's like, you want to sauna? I'm like, cool. Yeah, let's go. I'm all about that stuff. Yeah. I did the cryo. I wasn't, I, you have to do it multiple times, I, I guess, but like I wasn't, cold. I wasn't, imp- I, I just wasn't impressed. That's all. Yeah. I just loathe being cold until yeah. Brady, you, you wouldn't like it. So there's that. I think being in a warm cocoon sounds much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> so Brady, you want to lead us into our last mini segment? Oh yeah. So a segment we call rapid fire. Pew, 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 pew. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and uh, for rapid fire, we ask you a series of questions. This is only you and all you. This season, we've decided to change up our questions compared to last season and the season before. So we have new questions to ask. And uh, are you ready? I am. I didn't read these because I wanted to really be surprised. Okay. Good. Even better. First question. I don't do well under pressure like that. So I would have had to give it some internal thought. Brandy would start sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you could have one superpower, what would that be? To read other people's minds. Totally. It's a good one. Yes. And is there a reason like what? No, just because I would love to know what other thoughts people are having. The All internal right. thoughts that they the don't internal share. internal thoughts that they don't share. So you know, there's just, enough this... internal thoughts that I do not want to know anyone else's internal <laughs> thoughts because there's just already enough happening right here. You know, the, um, what was it that said, put a, a megaphone on your brain. And if, if every thought that you thought went out to everybody, what would that thought be saying? I would yeah. drive people crazy. Yeah. Sometimes but then you I would start... But you would feel not crazy anymore because everybody else is crazy. Yeah. Well, one time I 
I didn't like filter myself and, and my husband was home and I was like, just randomly talking and he's like, what? And I said, oh, now you're getting a sneak peek into what happens in this brain of mine. And he's like, okay. I'm like, yes, I, I've now turned into our six-year-old who says everything that comes to his mind. Okay, next question. What is your go-to karaoke song and why? Hit him with your best shot. Hit me with your best shot. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I don't know. I just love that song. I probably don't know the words at all. So when I try to karaoke, I realize how much I don't know the words and then feel like a complete ass. So you know that Roland, um, you know, everybody knows um, Alicia Silverstone. What was the? Um, Roland, Roland with, with the homies. homies. No, no, no. I oh. thought it was Roland oh, yeah, with the homeless. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> So I'm over here karaoke and rolling with the homeless. And my best friend looks at me like, that is not, that's not what I said. I said, homies, girl. There's that one Taylor Swift song that I swear, I know that she's not saying Starbucks, but that's all that I hear. And Which I one? cannot get it out of my head. Which one? I'll have to find it. I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Huh. Okay. So Avery loves, she calls it, hey, play the gym song. And it's Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. Oh, and a good she song. loves that song. It's a fun and song. Her karaoke. In. I love it. All right. Third question and final question. What do you feel has been the most rewarding part of the of your current life stage and why? My most rewarding is becoming a mom by far. And if you would have asked me that in high school or college, I would have looked at you and laughed because I was so scared to become a mom. And it's just so rewarding to walk into my house and really feel at peace and in alignment with the four of us, even at this really young age, that I know that I'm setting a different tone for my girls, that they will just really be so proud of the family that they've had. And it's not for everybody. And one thing that I've realized through this motherhood journey or even business is that people judge, like I I'm a co-sleeper. I love to sleep with my girls. And you know what? I will sleep with them until they tell me, get out of the room. Like they're probably gonna be kicking me out of the room. But I know what it's like not to have that, right? So the most proudest thing by far is being a mom and being a wife who just totally loves unconditionally. And that's something that I work hard at because my marriage is so important to me. And look, we've had some rough moments even after Grayson, even before Grayson, like Grayson came and saved our marriage too. I'm a firm believer of that. But after that, we really worked on setting a tone for our marriage that was super important to us. And I talk about that because for so long, I did not think that that could exist. I did not think that you could actually still love your husband like seven years later and be just like totally in love with them. I had a client the other day that was like, so, hey, don't you go out with your friends? And I'm like, I know this sounds crazy, but like, I love my husband's my best friend. And that might sound like totally weird because if somebody would have said that to me, I'd be like, that's disgusting. But like, he really is. And to cultivate being a wife like that and knowing that 
we respect each other on a level that nobody else will understand just as I feel like I've won the lottery. If both of my businesses fail, if I become bankrupt, if I lose my house, if I lose everything that's important to me, I know that my husband and those girls will be everything to me. That's so sweet. But I'm with you. I'm with you on the motherhood thing, feeling like that's, that wasn't a journey that I, there was a long time where I didn't think I wanted kids. And so now to be in a space where you have these, these blessings and to realize like, this is the best thing that I've done in my life. That's, that's a wonderful feeling. And I'm glad you said that. Thank you. And it's a weird journey, right? Because I don't like, for me, there was a time that I didn't want kids. Then there was a time that I wanted kids and could not have them. Then there was a time that I had a kid and I lost a kid. Then there was a time now that I have two kids, like array of emotions that like, I'm still trying to process and like feel all the feelings with that. But it's like such a journey, you know? And that, that is, I mean, mother, (laughs) Uh, this has been such a pleasure to have you. you. I mean, we really have enjoyed this conversation and you've had so many great nuggets of information and inspiration. So if you enjoyed this and you want to learn more about Jennifer, her podcast or her business, or just chat with her, you can visit triumph.fitness. Love that by the way. And if we're right in the middle of a website redesign. So if you want to text us at 504-350-1120, we'd love to help you out. That's great. And you can find all the links there and we will link her everything in our show notes as well. Yeah. It was a pleasure. I looked up to you guys in high school. It's amazing to sit here with you guys and just y'all are doing such amazing work as well. And it's just been, y'all have paved the way. So don't ever forget that, that people like me are still watching you guys blossom and do the things that you want to do at your age. So Brandy, stop overthinking it and whatever's on your heart right now, I want you to at least try it for 30 days. And if it doesn't go well, try it 30 more days and then you can give it up. Okay. Oh, thank you. All right. Big hugs. Big hugs. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Y'all too. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you. Follow us on social at talk 40 to me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss? On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.